than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Hello, and welcome to Here's Johnny's All Reviews, as the summer of super continues with my look at Superman 3. As a kid, this was one of my favourite Superman movies. I guess I like the whole Superman vs. Clark Kent stuff, and I haven't saw this since the, at least the early 90s. So, will this still be my favourite? With a lot, and I mean a lot, of bad blood on set, as Richard Donald's firing was causing waves, so much so, Margot Kidder's role was reduced to a small cameo. Christopher Reeve didn't want to come back, and indeed, it wasn't until the last couple of months before filming where he actually did come back and asked to rewrite the script in order to come back, which they did so. So if this is a rewritten script, how bad was the original script? I mean, Christopher Reeve didn't want to do this so much, he didn't dye his hair black. So, uh, in some of the scenes, in fact all the scenes, Swan is wearing a wig, but I'll get back to that thing later. This is notorious for being Richard Pryor, slapstick comedy hour Superman, but is this fair to blame him? As he said himself, he hated the script but did it for the $5 million payout. So, uh, with its $39 million budget, this thing pulled in a woeful $59 million. And with Richard Lester in full control, here it is, Superman 3. Starring Christopher Reeve, Richard Pryor, Robert Vaughn, Annette O'Toole, Annie Ross, Pamela Stevenson, and Margot Kidder, directed by Richard Lester. The plot. A wealthy businessman who wants to run the world's coffee supply and oil supply teams up with a computer savant to take down the Man of Steel. They fail, so decide to make fake kryptonite that splits Superman in two. The good half, Kent, and the bad half, Superman. Can Kal-El fix his fractured self? Or is the world's coffee supply doomed? And oh yeah, something about a supercomputer and Clark's first love, this movie, my god. So, on to the podcast and the new formula, the good, the bad and the ugly. The good being anything I find entertaining or great about said movie. The bad is anything I find awful or just plain stupid about the said movie. The ugly is anything I find in bad taste or it's just plain ugly. So, let's dive into this one. First up, is he good? Richard Pryor as Gus Gorman pretty much holds this movie together, even with the bad jokes and slapstick humour. And I should say, by the way, um, I was a good 40 minutes through this movie until I realised I only had a handful of things written in a good column, so some of these goods are stretched. Anyway, on to the bad. The cheap opening titles, Gone, are the flying titles in space. Gone is a Superman theme, and gone is taste. Instead, we have Slapstick, as we follow hot blonde Laura Lee, played by Pamela Stevenson, a.k.a. Billy Connolly's wife, slash Dr. Pamela Stevenson, she's never a psychiatrist. 
around town as her sheer beauty causes men to literally fall over themselves. Uh, the ugly, and there's lots of these ones, so here we go, the ridiculous slapstick opening titles which drags on for almost eight minutes. I mean, come on, eight minutes of people getting pies in their face and people skating into um, telephone booths knocking them over and people setting things on fire and a blind man knocking people down holes and blah 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 blah. What in the hell was Lester thinking? Anyway, another good. Within five minutes of the stupid opening titles, we are introduced to the main characters, all of them. Uh, Lois Lane is back, Superman of course, and of course the two baddies, the brother and sister combo, but more on them later. Another bad, Jimmy Olsen, played once again by Mark McClure, is set to take pictures of Ross Webster, played by Robert Vaughn, of the Man From Uncle TV show, Hustle TV show, Chud 2, but the Chud, possibly coming soon, uh, as he has won the Humanitarian of the Year award. Uh, this little pervert did was take extreme close-up boop shots of Laura Lee. Also, one particularly bad photo of Vera Webster, played by Annie Ross of, well, the Basket Case movies. And there we have it, the brother and sister combo, the two villains. Hmm, interesting. Another ugly, Lois Lane, again played by Margot Kitter, gets shipped off to Bermuda in the first 10 minutes to be replaced by a younger blonde. Isn't that nice? Or a younger model, at least. Bad taste, Richard Lester, really bad taste. Another good, the on-fire chemical plant was done for real, with real firemen playing the extras, and this was a real bloody chemical place. Apparently, they were told they can't set fire to the place, and they did it. The, the whole um, chemical factory was set alight. That must have been fun. Um, yes, moving on. To another bad, the idiot savant Gus manages to somehow program computers so he can steal all the missing half cents from all the workers' paychecks. And you're supposed to believe a guy who couldn't keep a McDonald's job for more than 30 minutes and a guy who lost his first delivery as a delivery man has this super genius computer programming just installed in him already. Okay then. Another ugly Jimmy Olsen taking photographs of the fire on top of a fireman's ladder 65 feet up breaks and the ladder, well, the ladder breaks rather and his leg is broken just to take a photograph so you would risk your life and limb just to take one photograph of a fucking fire god this movie another good lana lang played by in it o'toole of smallville 40 hours and it the tv show also nash bridges loves clark for clark and not superman unlike lewis lois even lewis Another bad, Superman flies to a lake, super freeze breaths it over, carries the only top ice sheet to put out the fire from the magic acid room that somehow works, and we'll get back to one later, and yet it doesn't snap, he carries the thing for over five miles and it's only a thin sheet of ice and it doesn't break. Okay then, another ugly, the flying effects look cheap, the Takeoffs and landings especially look cheap. Jesus Christ. A new rig they had done and it looks especially cheap. Another good tower. These sets, such as Webster's office top ski slope uh, and the ultimate piece of room, are great, all built in Pinewood Studios, but of course, therefore, the sets are fantastic. 
another bad. Gussie's pay slip is over $85,000 and no one notices. At a half cent each employee, that would be over 17 million employees. Who are they? Starbucks? For bloody Starbucks every single corner of every single major town in a bloody world. Jesus, jinky Starbucks coffee. Utterly disgusting workplace. Fucking hot water. Where was I? Uh, la 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 la. Ah yes, another ugly. How quickly Carlark moves on from Lois. His one true love. You know the woman who gave away his superpowers for? Mm-hmm. To be with Lara. Mere days, if not weeks, after Superman 2. Because this is supposed to be still 1980. I'll get back to that one later. Another good. It's how Christopher Reeve lets himself run wild with the bad Superman stuff. Such as blowing out the Olympic Church from 1980, which would have been in Russia. Therefore, this is 1980. Although, in saying that, it's green kryptonite that should weaken him. I should not spot him in two. The one it spots him to his evil side is the red stuff, is it not? So it's really red kryptonite. Anyway, moving on. To another bad. Vera hates Laura Lee just because she's young, beautiful, and blonde. Okay then. Moving on to an ugly. The high school star jock Brad, played by Gavin O'Haley. Is a loudmouthed drunk who doesn't take no for an answer, and in fact his besties are behind him. Ouch! As he goes on and on and on about how he's a state champion for this and champion for that and a state champion bore and blah 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 blah. What in the hell? Who wrote this script? It's a bit mean and vicious for a kids' movie, is it not? Anyway, on to another good, and he's at the start of the stretching goods. Bad Superman's suit is a lot darker and not as bright and happy as good Superman's suit. I mean, talk about stretch there, for Christ. On to another bad. If you were to steal over $85,000 from your boss, would you be stupid enough to show off the money within mere days? Because Gus does. He buys a Ferrari. I mean, really? You're going to steal $85,000 a week off your employer and hope to God nobody notices, yet you splash the cash? Bloody idiot. Another ugly. Superman uses his powers in public multiple times, yet no one bats an eye. Such as in the bowling alley, where he sneezes and super blows the ball down the alley and smashes all ten pins, or nine pins, or fucking pins it is, down the bowling alley. Another good. Uh, the fight between a bad Superman and Clark is brutal, with the whole blowing acid in his face, dumping in an acid, and trying to crush him to death. Which was, by the way, partially directed by Christopher Pierce himself. So, there we are. Another bad Ricky Lang, played by Paul Ketchner, uh, is a pathetic, skinny little kid who everybody picks on, who then boasts he knows someone personally and will be at his birthday party. Who then does shop to his birthday party? Who the feck wrote this crap? I mean, Jesus Christ, this little shit would have got the crap booted out of him because he's such a loudmouthed little shit. And ugly, the super rich Ross Webster, with his fingers in many, many illegal pies, as he says so, because he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and he was born stinking rich, wants to control the entire world's coffee supply. Except the one that wasn't going to give him the power was Colombia. So he wants to destroy Colombia so he can have the world's coffee empire. Say what now? He owns hundreds of thousands of companies as a multi-billionaire and he wants to control the world's coffee supply? What in the fuck? Did anybody actually drink coffee in 1980? Mm. 
I mean, it's not the 90s or noughties where coffee is every fucking 10 feet. This was the 80s. I mean, oh, dear God. Moving on to another good. The computer game effects done by Atari at a cost of over $100,000 were great for the time. Think about it, this is 1983, and it's supposed to be an Atari 3200, I believe, or 5200. Hmm. Moving on to another bad. Superman's rescue of the near useless Ricky is stupid. I mean, what sort of person takes a dog on a walk through a field as it's getting cut by fucking combine harvesters? I mean, for God's sake. And the effects look cheap. And Ricky is an annoying little whiny brat through the entire rest of this fucking movie. They should have just written these people out. In fact, they shouldn't have given Lana Lang a kid in the first place. On to another ugly. The weather subplot satellite stuff is very Geostorm. Another movie I wouldn't give two looks at. This movie was pathetic. Into another good. The miniatures look great. All done in Pinewood Studios, but of course... Another bad. Due to Gusty's drunken computer programming, more slapstick in shoes, such as the red and green traffic lighting, fighting each other. Also, it is shown that his domestic abuse is played for a laugh as a man gets his credit card bill through and it's over $185,000 and he slaps his wife across the face. Because that's funny, right? 1980s. <clears throat> Another ugly, a drunk Gus can program a combine harvester payroll computer to take over a weather satellite to kill the Colombian coffee crops, making it seem like computer programming is easy and any idiot can do it. Gus has had one lesson and boom, he's an instant genius. Right it in. On to another good, and this was a stretched good. The supercomputer figures out how to live once Gus pulls the plug. Is this thing supposed to be Brainiac? On to more bad. The slapstick just will not die. As Gus skis from the top of the ski slope, uh, then lands on his feet and just walks off. Yeah, because you're going to fall hundreds of fucking feet and just land on your knees and you're perfectly fine. God, this movie's awful. Another ugly. Vera is shocked Laura Lee has a brain and it's not just some dumb blonde as she figures out to use a computer with ease. Another good. The stunts done by the being cast were done by them, themselves. Well then, but anyway, that really is Richard Pryor getting slammed against a wall and indeed Pamela Stevenson being held in the air by some sort of vault thing. Another bad, Superman visits Ricky for his birthday and Smallville holds a parade for him and hails, hands him the key to the city and indeed a bloody cookbook, a microwave cookbook at that. How very progressive. Jesus Christ. This movie's terrible. Another ugly, the product placement is out of control. Almost every scene towards the end of the movie has a KFC bloody product placement. That is just wrong. Another good. Avira turned into Brainiac, scared the shit out of me as a kid, although today it looks laughable and cheap, but back then it was scary as shit. On to another bad, the fake kryptonite turned Superman into a skeezy and uncaring and mean-spirited bastard. I mean, really. On to another ugly, more comedy stuff with the Leaning Tower of Pisa, as Superman fixes it so it's now no longer leaning, and then leans it back later on in the movie. This slapstick jokes are bloody awful. Another good. 
the acid from the start of the movie comes back into play at the end of the movie. Isn't that writing 101 or something at the beginning must be brought back at the end of the movie? I can't remember what it's called now, but moving on. Two, another bad Gus the Idiot Savant can now write blueprints for a supercomputer. Okay, I can get the fact that he can have a keyboard in front of him and type some keys into it, and boom, he's reprogrammed a computer. But if you're trying to say to me he can now have blueprints for a super intelligent supercomputer uh, that somehow comes alive and takes over Vera and turns around to Brainiac. Okay then. Another ugly. Webster uses Lolita. A Lolita? Lol. Lolita even. To get Superman to destroy the one rogue oil tankard and spill its content all over the ocean, which is easily fixed. I mean, the stuff spreads, but no, it just sits in the one place. Anyway, moving on to my final good. Superman makes Lana Lang a huge ass diamond out of gold for her after she punts her diamond engagement ring for reasons, and everybody thinks that. Clark Kent has now engaged um, to Lana Lang because that's funny, right? Moving on to the bad. Only one oil tankard ship's captain ignores the computer printouts uh, that was ordered by Webster to sit in the middle of, of the Atlantic or Pacific or which, which ocean. Anyway, middle of the ocean. Only one does this? Really? You're trying to say to me over 55 captains just followed the, the orders blindly? Somehow, I don't think so. On to another ugly. Superman gets drunk. Just how much alcohol would that take? I mean, his metabolism is faster than the Flash's, and the Flash can't get drunk, so how the feck does Superman get drunk? On to another bad. Evil Superman has sex with Laura Lee, and doesn't have to give up his powers. So what the hell was the point of Superman 2, then, if he can just have sex with a mortal woman anytime he feels like it? What was the point of Superman 2? Was that a dig at Richard Donner or by Richard Lester. Take that, you asswipe. Oh, God, this script is terrible. On to another ugly. The super smart missile looks like a cross between a Cylon and Thunderbird 1. You know that missile? Uh, the Webster's fire at Superman, the big black thing with the red light at the front looks like a Cylon and Thunderbird 1. Yeah, that was bad. Speaking of bad, how easy it was for Superman to clean up the oil spill. He just blows all the oil back into the tankard and then uses heat vision to seal up the bloody hole in the hull. Would it not blow the ship sky high? Ooh, right then. On to another ugly. Vera as Brainiac. That wig look cheap. What did he get that from at all? Cheap wigs are us. I mean, for crying out loud. Fucking freight wigs are us. Jesus Christ. Another bad. How did Vera find out what the final 0.35% of the unknown element for kryptonite was? Once Gus cocked up earlier, he'd done the scan thing and realised it was an unknown element. How the hell did she figure out the unknown element to make the kryptonite, which we can scan with the beams as the computer attacks in? Okay then. And my final ugly, the wicks Christopher Reeves wears in this movie are bloody cheap and ugly looking. I mean, my god. They look like they're, especially that one at the end with the black and uh, blonde striped haircut thing was bloody awful. What was that? Ten pence spent on these bloody things. Two more bads. One tiny little screw controls the entire PC. 
Really? Moving on to the final bad. Killer Raspberry Jam takes out the supercomputer. This acid turns into super fucking Raspberry Jam that looks like it's from Ghostbusters 2 and it completely eats out the circuit boards of the supercomputer and kills it. Okay then. So, well that was Superman 3. Webster is no Lex Luthor. The jokes are unfunny, the slapstick is annoying and weak and just will not die. The effects are cheap and this is just a chore to get through. Did I see it? This is boring. At 2 hours and tw 10 minutes or 20 minutes I believe, this thing just drags. In fact, the 8 minutes title scene I actually fast forwarded because it was so fucking stupid. The fight between Bad Superman and Clark Kent was actually good, although that did drag also. But most of this movie just drags. I mean, Jesus Christ. As a kid, this was my favourite, just because to show how stupid kids can actually be. But as an adult, this was boring and tiresome. I'm going to give this thing a 3 out of 10. Still, come back next week to see if Karen Films can't do any better with Superman 4. Also, come back for the rest of the franchise all the way through September. October is House of Wing. November is No Scare November. I look at the scary movie movies. And December is A Festive Fear 2, which is my look at Child's Play, Krampus, and Better Watch Out. So, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other superhero franchise of Iron Man, Captain America, and Blade. Also, check out my solo podcast of Batman Returns, Electra, FIFA Vendetta, and many, many more. A bye. Now, I'll have to fight with my good side. That'll be fun. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.